Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about giving yourself or your lover a sexy time adventure? A new toy or adult movie is just the thing. Well, here's a great way to jumpstart your fantasies. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item, like feathered nipple clams, vibrators of all the shapes and sizes, Star Wars XXX parody, yep. And that's not all. Gosh, no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift, because variety is the spice of your sex life, my friends. And to top it all off, the generous peeps at Adam and Eve are throwing in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type in SEXNERD at checkout. That's your offer code. Don't you forget it. SEXNERD. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Offer code S-E-X-N-E-R-D at adamandeve.com. Woo! Now entering... Nerdist.com. Hi there. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode. Ooh, get ready. We're going to talk about edge play. Uh, yeah, this is part one of a really fantastic live show I recorded this past fall in New York City with Melina Lee Williams Haas. She is fantastic. Um, I, I can't even describe to you how fantastic she is. She's, just, she's hilarious, a wonderful storyteller captivating, knowledgeable, just, I had such a great time on stage with her, and we were going to be talking about pushing our edges, we we're going to talk about taboo, we're going to be cracking up, there's going to be a little bit of uh, a fun guessing game. Before that happens, though, let's, I'm going to tell you about a few things. One, thank you for joining me in my online classes on Wednesday nights. Oh my goodness, so I've just finished four weeks of it, I've got uh, nine more weeks to go every Wednesday night. I teach a class three times a week. So this upcoming week is my, ooh, my sex buffet class. It's all about figuring, figuring out what's on your sex buffet, um, how to Venn diagram with a partner, um, some concepts around uh, sex positivity. It's fantastic for relationships that, that you've been in for a while. It's perfect for people who are uh, sex newbies. People are trying to like figure out what they like. This is just a fun class. Anyway, I'm excited to teach that um, this upcoming Wednesday. It's at 7 p.m. Uh, Sydney time zone, London time zone, Los Angeles time zone. Only 10 bucks. Uh, all the links are at eventbrite.com. at sexnerdsandra.eventbrite.com dot com or just sexnerdsonder.com has all the links um but yes please i i we're having a great time more and more people are signing up i am capping uh signups at 50 for now um especially because i'm still learning how to manage so many people chatting and asking questions while teaching it's it's i really like the format um so yeah i i really i'm Anyway, I'm excited and I'm, I'm learning so much and loving the people who, who join and people bring their friends and coworkers. We've had Japan and Germany and, and the UK, Africa and uh, South Africa. Africa's a continent. South Africa's a country. Um, people all over the US, East Coast, Mid Coast, Left Coast, all over the place. Um, and uh, learning galore. Lots of questions. Lots of laughter. Even though I can't hear you laugh, I can, but lots of, anyway, chat. I, I'm having a good time, and this is me talking and forgetting where I'm going. So anyway, that's happening um, every Wednesday, and I've got a kink class coming up, and yeah, I'm just trying to make it affordable and fun, just hop on, 
enjoy. Uh, and other than that, I'm, I don't have anything particularly scheduled coming up because I'm really trying to focus on getting this podcast to you every week and getting online and teaching every week. I'm, I'm trying to focus and commit to these things. And, and I do still speak at colleges every once in a while. Feel free to reach out to me about that. Um, and I appreciate our sponsors for sticking with the show and um, supporting our work. So anyway, I'm glad to, that you're here and get ready because this is going to be a really fun episode. And if you like this episode, please tune in next week for the conclusion because uh We'll have a special uh, surprise guest hopping up on stage as well. Anyway, I like you uh, and enjoy the show. Go team fun. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hi. <laughs> Woohoo! Hello, naughty monkeys! Uh, I'm Sex Nerd Sandra, and welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast! Oh my god! <laughs> Happy New York Comic Con! I'm curious, I, how many of you are listeners? Okay, cool. Awesome. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, how many of you just heard about it through New York Super Week? Oh, I see. I had more newbies last year. They got scared away. I did Boney 101. It was a little bit. It was a little 201. It was a little 201 for them, I think. Uh, that's cool. Hello. Okay. Um, my goodness, so this is a really exciting time right now. Um, I feel like, okay, we're all in the circle of trust here since, since there seems to be mainly listeners. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm Sandra Doherty. I live in Los Angeles. I apologize about that. And I'm a sex educator, and I'm also kind of on my own journey, and I've been doing this show for four years now. My goodness. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I mean, I kind of disappeared for about a month and a half. Like, I just did not submit any... Uh, episodes for a while and people were like Sandra what's are you dead and I'd be like I'm not dead I'm sorry um and so I guess when all your friends are like you need to take a vacation and you just don't uh your body just decides to take a vacation for you so that's what happened uh but I feel great now this is post burning man high right here I am in a really good mood and it's been over a month so awesome also, medication. Um, but one thing that's happened lately is that I got my sex drive back. I don't know if you've been following the podcast. Yes, yes thank you. Thank you. It's been, it's been great. Um, so, whereas before, like, the idea of talking about sex would be like, sex is interesting. I will talk about sex. Like, for over a year, it was just like, yes. I, I remember liking that. Uh, uh, well, it's fine. You know, we ebb and flow. We ebb and flow. Hormones, feelings, whatever. Like, it's fine. But, and that's not, it's okay, because I, I love sex, whether I want it myself or not. I think it's fascinating. It's not, it's not a problem. Um, but now, it's like someone just mentioned something slightly, or they do like a little look, or like, or someone's wearing a, like, a cute socks, and I'm like, sex. <laughs> Oh, the sex. And I just keep thinking about it, and I go, oh, I should masturbate. That's what you people usually do in this situation. 
I forgot that that was a thing that I could do even when I don't need to get to sleep. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I am. So, I, so I'm sorry I disappeared, but I'm in a really good mood and I'm just so glad uh, that you came out to tonight's show. And this is actually a really special show. Um, I'm, I'm not texting any booty calls right now. Um, but no, it's because there's lots of notes and things. Because this is going to be a little brainy. It's going to be a little intense. It's gonna, I, I trust that you can stick with it. Um, but uh, I... Part of the sex drive thing is that I'm like super getting into my kink again. Um, and so, I mean, you know, podcasts. I don't know if you, how many of you have a podcast? Yeah, talk to them. They're probably very entertaining. Um, in, in LA, like half the people you ask have podcasts, so you know, whatever. Um, but uh, I don't necessarily share all of my deep, dark secrets on the show, because really, uh, when you talk about sexuality and sex ed and uh, sex positivity, like, it's about all of us, you know? And your mom, and your friend, and, and your priest, all of those people. Um, so this is going to be a little bit more personal, so there will be some self-disclosure. I hope that's okay. I, also, this is a safe space. So, um, uh, you know, yes, we are. It's okay. Uh, if you have questions, this is going to be, we're going to talk for a little bit. There's going to be uh, a couple of silly games and surprises. And then uh, there's going to be a Q&A, which is if you want to ask any questions. And literally, uh, my guests and I are both sex ed people. We both are totally open-minded. And usually I find that the listeners to the show are the sweetest, kindest uh, most creative, intelligent people you'd ever meet. So you're in a very safe space right now, and so please, if you have a question, remember it, and we'd love to find out what's on your mind, or what you heard, or what you saw on Game of Thrones, or whatever. Um, also, uh, Witches of East End, has anyone watched that on Netflix? Okay, because you don't need to watch it, because it's actually not very good, except the sister, and she's a pretty good actress, and I was surprised, because I really didn't expect much. Uh, but... There is a tentacle porn monster in the woods. It's like, it's like, I think Netflix, like every show, like, okay, I haven't watched Orange is the New Black a bunch because like I got really bummed out when the chicken happened and I was like, I don't care about the chicken. But <laughs> Witches of East End and Sensate, just FYI, there's like some, yeah, okay, there's some crazy sex going on like mid-season. It's like, it's like a formula that totally works for me, you know, like keep it happening. Okay, so anyway, that's what's on my mind and kinky stuff. So we're going to talk about um, edge play, going into our edges. Because right now I'm, I'm trying to see, like, what do I want to explore? And, and uh, it's kind of scary. I'm going to scare. It's, it's like an exciting, scary place. It's really exciting. Uh, and so that's why I have uh, kinky, cool people in my life that I can ask uh, really inappropriate questions about uh, my sex life so I cannot screw up as much as I usually do. <laughs> so we have... Someone who I have been following on Facebook for a long time. I admire her work. I think she's super cool, very funny. Um, and I really, I, I can't believe I'm so lucky to be able to interview uh, her in front of all of you. Uh, so, uh, Melina Williams, who's just gotten married, is now Melina Lee Williams Haas, if I pronounced all of those things correctly. And she's, God, she's like, the kinkiest, coolest person ever. She's a slave. She's owned. She's uh, got, like, the coolest workshops ever. I posted them on my Facebook page. Like, all the classes I could never teach. I'm like, tell me all the things. Um, and she just is uh, clever as hell. So, uh, Melina, will you join me out on stage, please? Melina! Hi. Make yourself at home. 
Let's do this. What? Oh, okay. Let's go. Yes, this is a good table. Yes, but I don't want to be behind the table. There's no hiding behind the table on this podcast. Microphone situation. Here we go. Yeah, is that good for you? I think this is better. Yes. No. Yeah. No. It's sliding down. I can't keep it up. (laughs) I need mic Viagra. I've got another mic stand. Let me just. (laughs) The exact opposite intended effect. (laughs) That is no testament from my actual hand job skills, you guys. I'm way better than that. Usually, I think no. I I I enjoy the tension of not knowing if it's going to stay up or not. Oh. Like I like to just challenge myself with, with uh, with uh, microphone erection issues. Hello. Hi. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi. Hey, Brooklyn. I came all the way over from Manhattan. I know. Can you tell? I'm like the worst asshole New Yorker. I'm just like, oh, I have to cross a bridge to go somewhere. Dude, did it take you an hour and a half like it took me? No, no, no. We took a cab. We gave up. Oh. <laughs> we were like, just calling for a cab. And even the cab fucked up. Like, the cab watched it on the app. You know when you're sitting on an app watching the cab not get to you? And, and you're yelling at your phone like that's somehow going to be transmitted to the driver. Like, turn left, turn left. It's a one-way street, son of a bitch. <laughs> That was our night. Weird. We had similar ways of getting here. I had to call several cabs. It was, it was a whole thing. It was a whole. It was real fun. Fun. I made friends in the in down down under under wherever subway that place. Yeah. Oh, Malena. Okay. So um, I, I have at least two dozen questions. Awesome. I have at least five dozen answers. Ooh, yeah, you over prepared. Um, but I, just just to let people know, what do you do out in the world? Uh, I am mostly, first and foremost, a performer and an actor. That's what I've been doing since I was six years old. So that's kind of in the blood. Um, I am also a sex educator. So I talk about BDSM, kink, safer sex, uh, consent issues, a lot of that. I started off doing it just in the kink community for perverts. And then the demand spread. A lot of colleges and universities started having these sex weeks. And they wanted to bring in people to talk about kink. And you know, basically, thank you, Oprah, for making the chunky black lady the ultimate source of everything safe and good. <laughs> so like, I can walk into the campus at Yale and say, yes, yeah, so when you are negotiating a pony play scat scene, and they're just like, and they're just like, she's so articulate. <laughs> So, so that's, that's a lot of what I do is I go and I talk to folks and disarm them and I can say pretty much anything I want. Um, so that's, that's my other job. My, my f- current full-time job is now I'm actually a muse in the traditional sense of the word. My oh. owner slash now husband, yay, just got married, is a composer of weird, awesome contemporary music. And so it's my job to lounge around and show him my boobs. <laughs> to inspire him to greater heights of, of composition. I do that very well. I want expert. that job so hard. You, <laughs> you think you do? <laughs> you think, oh, I'm just going to lounge around and be awesome. And then it's like, make dinner, show your boobs, have sex, t- t- turn around three times and show me your butt. You're like, oh, but I have to order Fresh Direct now. <laughs> it's an awesome job, and I love him. He's here. Hi, sir. Hi. He's the cutest. And he has a little Austrian accent, so it's extra cute. Oh, Austrian. I know, I know, I know, I know. Him and Arnold. <laughs> I can't get him to say any of the uh, any of the good Conan lines, though. He's like, 
It's, it's too right-wing. <laughs> <laughs> so leftist. <laughs> so that is, that is my job, is, is being a full-time servant and submissive. And then I also, I do still teach. I do still lecture. I do still, you know, talk to the perverts about perving. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do I count? Yes, of course. Oh. You are ultimately counting. Okay, I Not don't know. Not just because you're adorable, but also because you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Yay. I just, you know, it's like um, people are like, you know, like, oh, you're ethnically ambiguous. You're not white. You're not Asian. You're just that, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're bi-ish. You're not over here. You're not over there. It's just like, am I perverted? I can't tell. <laughs> am, I, am I in the club? I always tell people, <laughs> the thing is that perversion is so relative. Like, for someone, for one person getting tied up with a silk scarf might be the ultimate kink. For someone else, pretending to be a dog and covered in jello and have 20 of their friends lick it off is like an average Wednesday. <laughs> so, so what is kinky to them is not going to be kinky to me or someone else. My thing is, if you think you're kinky, if it feels freaky, get, get it, get it, get it. You're a freak. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that mean that if everybody follows what feels freaky to them, which could be, you know, very simple stuff, yeah. that everybody's kinky? Yes. Oh! It's my secret recruitment tool. Just move the border. <laughs> <laughs> that brings me to why I brought you all here today. <laughs> Your membership cards will be handed out. <laughs> I'll be contacting you via FetLife. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, hey. Okay, I have a lot of questions. Okay. First, it's like, do I want to go into, like, edge play? Or do I want to, like, find out more about you? Because we have this game. We could do that. We could do the game. Or we could do the... We, I don't know. Why don't we take a vote? It's very democratic in here tonight. Game or information? Game, raise your hands. Oh, wait, be loud. That's right. Information! (laughs) I didn't know Ringo Starr was here. All right. Um, I I feel like more people want information, but the fewer that want the game are more passionate. (laughs) So let's do game. I like democracy. Fuck you, majority. <laughs> Although I You're don't... like, wait a second, don't I count? Welcome to how it feels to be black in America. <laughs> oh, we've listened to you. Now we're not going to do anything you need. <laughs> That's actually, that actually tracks really well. <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. It's, uh... So let's play the game. What, the, what are the rules? It's, it's uh, 20 questions, it's 20 right? questions. So we're going to come up with a perversion. Oh. And then you audience people have to guess in 20 questions what it is. Okay. Right. And is this something you're into? Uh, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Is this, <gasps> this is your first question? Oh. So wait, so you, do you want to go first or should I go first? Oh, I, okay, now I know. We've been texting a lot. <laughs> I, I'll go first. Okay, yes. Because I have one in my head. Okay, I have it in my head. It is a, t- it is a kink. And 20 questions, go. Wait, react? Yeah, yeah. That's the question. Does it involve rope? Does it involve rope? Mm, is, it, we, is it yes, no, or maybe? What are the answers? This is your texting thread. Okay, 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 okay. I don't remember how to play 20 questions. It's been so long. 
it's, it's, Does it it's have a, to be yes or a, no? It's a yes or no answer. Okay. I okay. thought we were going to guess your kinks. Okay. Uh, no. Doesn't involve rope. Yes. Involve more than more people. Two more than two people. Does yes. Food. Food. No. <laughs> is it water sports? It, no. Is it water sports? No. Are you dressing like a pony? Oh my god. Are you dressing like a pony? Yes. <laughs> you gave such foreshadowing. Wait a minute. Wasn't that it? Or no? Oh, there's more. Okay. <laughs> More than two people, and it involves a pony. That is a person. Okay, now what? <laughs> Does it involve my little ponies? No. Does it involve grooming? Yes. Ooh, it involves, involves grooming. Is it brushing the tail? Yes. Does it involve corsets? Corsets? No. Is the tail a butt plug? No. Okay, wait. So it involves more than two people. It, there's a pony and there's grooming involved. Yes. Oh, this might be outside my knowledge range. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> grooming. What kind of grooming? Uh, brushing, tail grooming, and brushing, and. You got ten more questions. Go. Threading. Eyebrow threading. Oh, what? <laughs> it's grooming. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta tie you up. I'm gonna thread your eyebrows, baby. That is on my. That's good. You have to know that there's like threading parlors in New York who have to have a little sign that says "No masturbating," <laughs> because some hard up fucking like masochist is like, "I need a fix. Rip out my hairs." <laughs> Rip them out. Where are we? How okay, many, we're we at left? we're at eleven, I think. Okay. Does it involve brushing? Does it involve brushing? Sure. Okay. Does it I think I'm gonna take that out because brushing and grooming are pretty much the same thing. So, huh. yeah. Does it involve worship? Does it involve worship? Uh, no. Does it involve genitals? Yes. Oh, I'm good at that part. <laughs> Does it involve prancing? Prancing, galloping. galloping. Sure. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, it, uh, Anywhere you want. Yeah, I know, like I, was was like, I was like, not legally? Uh, can it be done outside? It can be done outside, but not legally. Okay, so there's... Except in the Eastern, in, in Eastern Europe, I think you can do this outside legally. Yeah. Okay. No. Is the more specific word for grooming cleaning? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Enema stuff. Oh, no, that's a good question, but no. Okay. Yeah. Your no is judging. Good question. I know. I was just, <laughs> I'm judging you about your butt cleaning protocols. Okay, so it involves the genitals. We've got, it's grooming, and there's more than, because I feel like there's a big clue in the more than two people. Like, what does it take two people on one person to do? Ooh, or is it more, or, ooh, is the kink like, one person, two horses, you know? <laughs> it's like the more advanced version of two girls, one cup. <laughs> and, and just better. And do way better, and less fake poop. Is it branding? Uh, no, it's a good question, though. Branding, Branding, no. no. Okay. 
How many do we have left? Three? Yeah. Come on, you guys. Two left. Let's do this. Uh, no. No tying up, so we've got two more. Is it a form of DS play? Good question. Uh, not really. That's tough. It's a, no. Why are you looking at me like I know? I, <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm trying to just I'm trying to let you influence my yeses or nos. Oh, I love games and I hate when I can't win. All right, we got one more. I'll give you one more bonus question. If someone's sitting there going, "Oh my God, I know what this is." Gwen in the back. I know. I know. Ah. Uh. Someone who's listening to the podcast is like, "It's bring back." <laughs> Like yelling right now really at, their, at their iPhones. Do you, do you, they kissed as fuck. Do you ever yell at the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay, does everyone give up? No, we need, we have one more. Okay. What, what is that? Okay, grooming more than one person, genitals. Does it involve hair removal? No. <laughs> It doesn't involve it doesn't involve hair removal. I ruined it. Okay, okay, it's okay. So it's 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 interesting because like I figured that once someone said dressing up like a pony and genitals, people would get it, but it's actually uh, having sex as a pony. Oh. So it's like human anthro fucking play. So it's like people like to dress up like animals, and that's one thing. I was like, I'm a kitten, I'm a puppy, and I'm like, okay, I'm a pony, and I would like for someone to fuck the pony. Which is an edgier type of pony play. And segueing nicely into the edge play section of the evening. As everyone tries to wrap their head around what this exactly might look like. It looks like what you think it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like someone with ears and a tail and someone else like, you know, jamming their genitals in their face. It's awesome. Oh, in their face. Or in their backside wherever w- they want the genitals to be I, w- I was imagining you sorry uh, <laughs> dressed up like a pony like pretending like you weren't even noticing and just being like mm, oh it's a nice day and someone's just like, rah, 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 like that would you. be so discouraging for the person who's fucking me I mean, <laughs> totally totally depends. but that would be authentic because you figure if someone were fucking an actual horse an average person probably wouldn't have much impact on a horse vagina no I, don't, I, feel, I feel confident in knowing this, even if I don't Don't really go out know and it. fuck horses, you guys. Don't do that. I don't want people to think that this is me endorsing bestiality, because in 39 states, it's not legal. Oh. Florida just changed the law last year. To pro or con? To or con. Sex? To con. They okay. finally made it illegal, yeah. They did, they did. I did this research when I was writing my book. Oh, I'm going to give a plug for one uh, of my books. Is this do, 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 do. Playing Well with Others? Uh, no. Oh, the Taboo book. I wrote a tiny little book called Playing oh. with Taboo. It's part of a whole series that are called Toy Bag Guides, and they're sort of like single-subject books. Anyway, this is called Playing with Taboo, and in and I talk about, you know, uh, uh, role play and stuff about race and stuff about age play, people pretending to be younger than their actual age and all that kind of stuff. So... A lot of it's very edgy. A lot of it is outside of some people's comfort zone. But my point is that anything that happens between consensual adults who have negotiated it, who know what they're doing, is fine and dandy. So if you want to, for example, pretend to be a pony and have someone, like, finger bang you as a pony, that's awesome. Just remember to cut your nails. Please do. (laughs) Please do. Pain, not damage. Um, What is edge play? Like, like versus taboo, because I think of taboo as things sure. that are socially almost what felt like 
almost universally felt to be like right, you do right, not right. do that. Well, an edge is something that is again individual to each person. The idea of edge play is where is something that's a limit for you or goes to the point where you think maybe you kind of don't want to do it but you're fascinated by it and how close to that edge do you get? For example, a spanking might not be that edgy for me. But someone, for example, who's a survivor of abuse, spanking might be very edgy because it brings back terrible memories. Mm -hmm. So getting a spanking for that person might be really very edgy. Um, getting a spanking for someone who doesn't have any negative association wouldn't be. So edge play really is about where your individual personal edges are. Mm -hmm. You know. So considering that, yeah. if we talk about spanking, for instance, if someone's like, spanking, no big deal, that's a Tuesday. <laughs> but then they're like, what are my edges? Like, uh, there's a certain, like, what... Like, if they want to explore that more, what are the edges they can look at? Like, what are the variables? Like, there's there's pain threshold. Yeah. There's, yeah. I guess, the exhibitionism while they're doing the spanking. There's all different ways that they can explore their edges in spanking. There is. There's, for example, a lot of people will do edge play that involves role play. So for me to be like, hey, Sexton and Sandra, I'm going to bend over this table and you spank me. We're at a basement, at a bar. It's a Friday evening. And you're Sounds like, normal. okay, great, that's <laughs> awesome. Yay, do this is hot. And everyone's looking like going, yeah, this is super hot. However, if I say, okay, Sex and Sandra, you are my first grade teacher, mm -hmm. and I've been very bad, and you made me wait after school. Oh. And now I'm scared. Yeah. And I'm in the corner. And you take out that ruler. Mm. And I'm looking at you. And I'm pulling down my panties. Oh, no. But you didn't tell me to pull down my panties. Not yet. <laughs> And now I'm feeling kind of freaked out because I'm getting kind of hot and is this appropriate? And that's edgier huh. than just bending over the table on a Friday evening. I see. You, <laughs> it's like layering. Like exactly. You're layering over exactly. a, anything. And it also will depend on time and space because for some people, edge play has to do with what they really want but can't say out loud that they want. Hmm. I think that's a common problem for people when they're first exploring kink is that you want all this stuff and you're like, oh, but if I ask for it, people are going to think I'm really fucked up. Uh -huh. You know? Um, so for me, for example, doing anything in public was very edgy because I'm not a model, thin, perfect, little, cute, blonde, white chick. Mm -hmm. and that's who you see when you look at fetish videos. Everyone looks not like me. And so going to a kink event and being black and fat was edge play because mm -hmm. I was like, I have to take off my clothes in this dungeon in front of all these people. The people are going to point and laugh at me. And then I went to a kink party, and there were skinny people and fat people and white people and beige people and all the color spectrum, old people, like old guys with like big droopy ball sacks and, you know, fit tan dudes and people whose gender you were like, I don't know what their gender is, but they're smoking hot, you know, all mm -hmm. of these variables. And so I said, oh, well, my edge was now pushed. Ah. So my edge to where I found myself acceptable got pushed in a way that was really constructive. I see. And it actually enabled me to love myself in a new and better way. Interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. I always think of edges as being like, can I put it in you now? Can I put it on you now? Can I put it in you now? Like kind of like coercively, either to yourself or your pal being like, eh. yeah. Um, but just, I mean, because my edges have moved a lot. Like since even just doing this podcast. You know? <laughs> Probably because you're meeting actual individual people and talking to them. That's true. And, and, and normalizing a lot of things I yeah. didn't really understand before. I think it's, it's really easy to hear something and say, well, that's gross or that's freaking me out. But then when you meet someone and you're sitting across from them and they say, hey, you know what? I really love blood sports. I really love the sight of blood. And even if you're someone who's blood phobic, 
when you're sitting across from that person, you can say, why? Why do you like that? What, what is in it for you? And then when you see them talking about it and see how much it turns them on, it shifts where your own edge is just in understanding that person's perception of their fetish and their kink. You know? My thing is that edges should never be something that's coerced. You should never be pushed by someone else mm-hmm. into pushing your own boundaries. And this is something I'm very, 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 very hardcore about. If you want to push a boundary, that's great. But someone else saying, come on, do it for me. Come on, you will be more hardcore if you do it. Come on, if you don't do it, you're chicken shit. Not okay. Okay, quick fire stuff. What? Yeah. Are you a boring vanilla person if you have no interest in expanding where your edges are? No. You are an awesome person if you are aware that you don't want to do that. That okay. makes you fucking fantastic. Aww. And extra hot. People with boundaries are hot. Like, someone who's like, this is what I want, this is not what I want, that is the hottest thing ever. It's true. It's, it's hot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm getting... I'm having memories. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> really got a little dreamy there. Um... <laughs> Hormones or something. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, uh, and I've heard this before, is it's kind of a play on the idea that, oh, I'd better not have any more experience than this or else I'll just keep wanting more and more and more and more. Right. And so there's danger in expanding your where your edges right, are. Right, like spanking is a gateway drug to being right. hung by your toes from flesh hooks or something. And is there a danger, like, just in that? There is. There's a danger to anything. There's certainly. I've been doing kink and freaky stuff in the public scene for over 20 years. And so I've seen people who have come in all like naive and, I don't know what I like and what I want. And then like three months later, they're upside down, getting whipped, and there's blood flying everywhere. And you're like, well, that's uh, pretty hardcore. That escalated rather quickly. <laughs> there you go. Good for you. I'm so afraid of what's going to happen in three months. <laughs> You know, and then there's some people who come in like, I'm going to be the uber masochist. You will see me with bones through my face, and I will be the most hardcore slave chained under a bed 24-7. And then three months later, they're like wearing frilly panties going like, I'm a little boy, la, la, la. And that's their thing because they have dialed it back. And the thing is, you never can really tell until you get into it. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I thought I wanted to do when I first got into the scene, and I was like, I'm going to be the most ultimate, submissive, and the best slave ever, because I had this fantasy in my head that consensual slavery was this hot, sexy thing. And then I spent a year with someone telling me what to do all the time, and I was like, fuck this, fuck it. (laughs) Oh, my God, you suck. That's, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I've considered we're going to talk about this in a little bit but yeah I've considered 24-7 uh, submissiveness and then I'm like oh yeah in about two months I'll kill you <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing is that like you have this idea that you have to conform mm-hmm. to this mold in order to fulfill your fantasy versus what I eventually discovered is that you make the mold you fill in the parts of yourself that need to grow Yes. And then you find the other person who looks at you and says, yeah, that's hot. Versus the person who looks at you and says, you need to be trimmed here and pruned there and change this and alter that. What you want is a person who sees you and looks at your perversions and goes, those are the hottest perversions ever. May I share them with you? (laughs) And then you say, yes. Like, that's where the awesomeness happens. Not conforming to someone else's idea. That's never going to work. Ever, ever, never. Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. And grown-ups. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's so romantic. I feel so... Aww. Aww. It is. I'm secretly romantic. Don't tell anyone, though. It's 
embarrassing. I feel like there's something, the atmosphere of kink play and, and perversion, there is something It's that's just in the air when, when people are playing. Like, I really, there's so, it's very romantic sometimes. It can be. It can be. It can What's be it? romantic and also can be very messy. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Oh my goodness! I was just looking at some pictures uh, of somebody's blood play scene, and I was like, "That's that. You need yeah. tarps. You need more tarps. You yeah, need all the tarps." That's a, that's a fairly common edge. I mean, when you talk about edge play, people generally think about groups of stuff. Like anything that involves bodily fluids tends to be considered edgier because we're sort of acculturated to not play with those. You know, little children don't have those boundaries. So you see little kids, they're reaching into their diaper like, what's this? You know? And as an adult, you're like, no! And so from a very young age, kids are taught what comes out of your butt or out of anything else is bad. Get it away. Clean it. It's dirty. It's, it's horrible. You know? So most people sort of stick to that. Some people develop a fascination with it and start going, well, what about the stuff that comes out of my body is horrible? Mm-hmm. What about blood and poop and spit and tears and cum and pussy juice and mm-hmm. pee and what about all the earwax what about all those things are are bad mm-hmm. you know and some people are just straight up attracted to what everyone else hates and that just turns them on and some sexual people, contrarians yeah, yeah yeah they're just like oh you don't want that i want it three times a week <laughs> you know so that can also be attractive for people and then some people just have a formulative experience that just drives them towards a thing hmm. you know they have sex for the first time. They get their period. Suddenly they're transcending. They're in touch with the goddess and the universe. And their yoni opens and they see beyond. And, you know, from then on, the most hot thing they can ever do is fuck while they're bleeding. You know? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Some people are like, I don't want to know about anything while that's happening. But blood is such a good lubrication. <laughs> it is. Come on. You know it is. I just say, you don't have to. I'm just, it's, just, it's an observation. It is pure fact. Okay. Um, uh, this, is, this is reminding me of when I was in Portland recently, and we started talking about scat play for like, 15 minutes, like, and no one wanted to, and we just couldn't stop. Uh, really uh, uh, I cut out, like, a, a, a little bit of that. Sorry, thanks. And I was going to say, Portland is actually one of those places that in the King community is notorious for, like, their edge play and blood stuff and cutting and, really? like, extremity, yeah. Interesting, Everyone's I like, ah, oh, Portland, yeah, Portland. They're slicing each other up left and right. <laughs> <laughs> they love brunch and they love... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Um, so what about fear? Because obviously we're kind of, it's fun, it's fun when you talk about sex to, to hit certain buttons like, like fisting, just saying that everybody's like, I am having feelings. Like it's just fun to push buttons. <laughs> and and I, I'm sure that uh, some of you in the audience are having reactions and have, and are maybe don't, don't get what some of this play is. And even I don't really understand some of the play, I, you know, so, I know. but, um, what about the fear of like, because part of, uh, when I, there's something so comfortable about being in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then there's like, oh, I like this, but the minute the spanking becomes first grade teacher spanking, right, right, right. Like I have all the feelings. Yeah. I am uncomfortable. And what do you do with that? Well, you can do several things with it. You can let it stop you and say, this is now a boundary and this is my edge. Or you can play with fear, right? Like fear itself is an edge. When you are genuinely scared, 
is that too much for you? Uh -huh. You know, and it's interesting because I, I was teaching class about edge play and I was talking about fear and using fear in a scene. Um, the idea that you can actually scare your partner. And there was a couple there and they were this adorable, like too cute, like they looked almost like brother and sister, little butch dykes, which was <laughs> so hot. So then you're just like, oh my God, it's like twin cest. You guys must just love this. It's really super hot. So the one of them stood up and was like, well, you know, we've been playing for a little while and I really want to do some fear play, but I trust my partner too much. I know she would never do anything bad to me, so I can't be scared of her. <gasps> And I said, really? You know that? <laughs> and I was like, so said the neighbor of every spree killer. You never saw it coming. They always seem so cool. You know, no one suspected John Wayne Gacy had a billion corpses in his, you know. No, look at Ted Bundy. That was a good-looking young man. And then suddenly, snap, like three minutes later, she's like white as a sheet. And her partner's looking at me like, thank you. Thank you so much. I said, here's the thing. Human beings are volatile creatures. They can snap. Situations are dynamic. Things can get fucked up. I've been in situations once or twice where, you know, a rope has slipped and suddenly I'm in danger of having my arm dislocated. And that's very serious stuff, you know. Um, there's lots of ways to play with fear. Blindfolds are a great way to take someone's control away from them. When someone's blindfolded, they can't tell the difference between a knife and the edge of a credit card. You they know? can't. They can't. That's right. So I, if you I, have a knife in front of them and you're swiping them with a knife and you blindfold them and suddenly you go like with a credit card, they will scream. <laughs> Everyone always does. They think they won't, and then they do. <laughs> I screamed, and I know the trick. I was like, ah, fuck, fuck, son of a bitch. <laughs> that is so funny. Because there's that moment where you're not sure, right? And that's all it takes. When you get on a roller coaster, you know it's going to start, go through the stuff, and stop. But your body doesn't. This is what's happening. Your adrenaline goes. Your bot your brain is like, I'm on a roller coaster. Your body's like, we're gonna die! We're gonna die! Because your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. And that's where that high comes in. That's when it gets super awesome. And that's the thing about playing that's really great. Your brain can be thinking, I'm in a room with a friend who's not going to harm me. And your body's like, I'm experiencing pain. I'm experiencing stress. I want to fight or flight. So I should punch this person or run away, but I'm doing neither. What the fuck is that? So all of that disconnect comes into play when you're playing. And that is an edge you can push. You can decide to stay past your pain threshold. You can decide to take the next six strokes mm -hmm. of the cane. You can decide to stay in the character of the little girl even though she's scared. Mm -hmm. You know, Those are amazing edges to play with. I, I tell people that uh, fear arousal and sexual arousal are, 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 can be felt similarly. Chemically and the same. Right, so that's why that can just switch over into like, mm, 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 mm. That, was, that was my... Yeah, sorry, Pike. Wasn't there a whole movie like that? Wasn't there a movie about people who were crashing cars and fucking? I can't remember. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it was called Crash, wasn't it? Yeah. People were like deliberately causing car accidents because the danger got them turned on and then they would have crazy sex. Was it Brad Pitt was in that? Who was in that? James Spader. James Spader. James Spader. Bless his pointed little head. James Spader. 
James motherfucking Spader. James. I swear to God. Ah, oh, that man. I know. Like, secretary alone. Exactly. I'm just like, you know, people talk shit about that movie, but I'm like, look. People talk shit? Where are they? I'll hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was romantic and beautiful. I want a bathtub like that. <laughs> I want a boss like that. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, I have one. Oh, yay. We're adorable. <laughs> so, ages. What would you recommend to somebody who is curious about like exploring beyond where they're comfortable, no matter what that means. Yeah. The, the first thing I would say is figure out why you want to do it. And this is a very cerebral exercise, but part of the thing about edge play is it's 99% up here in your brain. So you got to know why if you're pushing an edge because it scares you and titillates you and you're curious about it. I think that's an awesome reason to do it. If you're pushing an edge because your partner wants you to do it and you absolutely aren't interested and they're pushing you and pressuring you, I would take a look at that as maybe not the most optimal situation um, uh, where pushing an edge is a really good idea. So think about the whys, you know, and then think about the logistics. How much do you need to do to get to this edge? Do you need to be trained in a particular form of safety? If you're doing blood play, for example, if you're just going to sit there and go, I'm going to do a hot paper cut scene tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't necessarily need, I <laughs> just freak, freak myself out. <laughs> Did you get like, goosebumps? I know I, ha- I do because I have a paper cut and I'm imagining like I'm remembering when I went to like season the chicken and then suddenly my hand was burning. Imagining like like all over your fingers that'd be terrible, but sort of hot if that's what you. I like. don't know what you're into. I wasn't sure I which way we were going with that. <laughs> Tabasco play. <laughs> oh, that's that's fucked up. I know. I know that's... <laughs> ben Gay all the way. So the. The thing is that, you know, when you have an edge at something that might require some specialized knowledge or training, obtain that. Wherever you are, there's a group of perverts meeting and talking about perverted shit. I don't care where you are, and I'm not even kidding. There's a site called FetLife, F-E-T-L-I-F-E. If you live in, I don't even know, like Peoria, Illinois, and I'm like saying Peoria, and I'm like, actually, there's two kink groups in Peoria that I personally know of. There's a group of perverts around a table somewhere talking about your kink, and you can find them. You can go and connect with them and say, I'm really interested in doing pony play paper cut scenes with someone dressed as a stay puffed marshmallow man <laughs> and you get someone saying well I don't have a stay puffed costume but if you have one I'll gladly wear it for you and help you out you know because perverts are also very helpful you know <laughs> they, are. A, <laughs> they are everyone's like what can I do to make your perversion come true it's part of like the, the creed if we have one See, I'm too shy to just ask for what I want you have to though I'm so like like at Burning Man, I stopped by a dungeon, like the uh, Retro Frolic, which yeah. was so much fun. And there was a tour, and it was the most basic stuff. And I was like, oh, I am so bored right now because I know all these things, which is like usually not my thing. But I'm like, no, this is like, they're trying to convince me that BDSM is okay. I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I've got that much down. And I just saw a bunch <laughs> of people flogging each other, like practicing. It was it was like a Tai Chi circle, but there were floggers. Flogging is a, a, a flogger is a because some people might not know. Flogger is a device that is used for hitting people. It's usually a bunch of strips of leather on a handle, so it looks sort of like a cat nine tails, sort of that old school kind of thing, but less brutal. A cat nine tails is further on the spectrum. A flogger can be very nice and very comfortable. It really can be. Yeah. yeah I, like, I like a good flogging after a yeah. long, hard day. I mean, it can, be just like, it can be just like a massage. Yeah, yeah. Or it can knock you across the room. Yeah. It's a matter of degree. And 
how much rubber is it? <laughs> um, rubber hurts, though. It does, exactly. You have to start with leather, suede, suede and leather, leather and suede. And then rubber is like, no. No. Yeah, we could, we could, oh, my God, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> but I went over to the group and was like, I want to practice, too. And they're like, and then somehow I got to like, oh, do you just want to be flogged? Yeah! <laughs> I'm like, why can't I just say it? Why can't I just say it? No. Because it's hard. Because it's really difficult to say this is what I want. I don't believe that Americans are acculturated to ask for what we want sexually. And this is the biggest lesson that I try to tell people who are not in the kink community is that it's amazing when you put your shit out there up front. And it's terrifying and it's awesome. The first few times you do it, you will be in your head going, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. But like when kinky people meet, it's like, hi, nice to meet you. Um, I'm really into spanking. I like moderate to heavy spanking. I like, you know wooden stuff, some canes, some paddles, whatever. I do like penetration afterwards, but but halfway through I need to be warmed up first. And like this is a first date conversation. You know, if you were to meet someone on OkCupid and sit down at a table at Starbucks on your first date and say, hi, nice to meet you. So I like to have children within two and a half to three years, and I like sex three or four times a week. You see, like, little streak, because they'd be running the fuck out the door. But I feel like if we all did that, there would be fewer eighth and ninth and tenth dates where you're just sitting there going, this is not the person for me, but I don't know how to get out of this. You know, or hoping that maybe you'll stumble upon the other person's desire, which is exhausting. Just put that the fuck out there. Well, yes, okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm thinking about all the people like me who can't decide what they want. Yeah. Because you're talking about people who are like, this is, I know myself. Yes. So this is like my, I was thinking about this. So yeah. in just how I can visualize, and I'm sure each of us can kind of think about the things that we're into and the things that we desire. And there's kind of the stuff I've already done. And then there's uh, concentric circles. And then outside of that's like, I'm pretty sure I could totally do this tonight. And then there's this stuff like, <laughs> I could probably do that. Yeah. And then there's like this, this like lonely marshland, like in the never ending story before you get to the edges where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could Artex. go there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could go there, but I'm not sure. And so it's weird because it's not, there's not like a boundary, like yes to a level eight, no to a level nine. It's like, I really don't know where that edge yeah. is. And for people who are still trying to figure it out, but they know that they really want to do, um, give me a random fetish. Uh, uh, see, now I'm stuck. How about... Cock and ball torture, great. How about eight... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help you out. What, what were you going to okay. say? I was going to say anal beads. Anal beads! <laughs> Cock and ball torture, no. Uh, Cock and ball torture is better. I mean, not if it's better than anal beads. Anal beads and cockball torture are equally awesome. I don't need like the cockaball torture people writing me nasty emails. <laughs> <laughs> the cockaball torture people. Because you're like extra uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like a whole group on Facebook. <laughs> CBT peeps. <laughs> There's a bunch of. Uh... Okay. Uh, so, so you were asking, how do you get to the thing with the stuff? Yeah, like if you don't know how big of the beads you can go or how deep you can go with the beads. You kind of have to just try it. You know, this is another thing where I encourage people to try and to not enjoy something and then uh, chalk it up to experience. If you try the anal beads and you're like, you know what, anal beads are not for me, that's great. But if you're sitting there week after week, month after month, wondering about the anal beads, wondering if the CBT is for you, you will never, ever know. You know, so really trial and error and living life fully is the only way to go. <gasps> That's like some carpe diem. <laughs> 
Carpe testes. <laughs> and then smack them with a ruler. <laughs> but carefully, carefully. We're learning so much about you, we haven't even negotiated. Okay, so taboo. Is taboo... Now, I think of taboo as, like, the things that are sort of cultural... Anthropologists find are taboo for mostly everybody. The right. thought of, like, incest or right. sex with animals. Like, things that are just, like, totally off the table culturally. Right. Um, but it sounds like taboo might be a word used to, to describe what somebody just finds to be a no to them like outside of their boundaries. Something can be a personal taboo. When I talk about taboo play, I talk about in general things that are generally considered culturally not okay. For example, um, if you look at kinky people's profiles, there's like several things that will always appear. They're like no blood, no scat, no kids, you know, no animals. And you have to think, okay, actually blood, playing with blood is not illegal. Playing with kids is illegal. Playing with animals is illegal in 39 states. You know, nothing is illegal about poop at all. But these are things that commonly most people will sit there and look, think about the list and go, yeah, yeah, sounds like stuff I don't want to do. And that's great. So generally taboos, when I talk about them, I refer to stuff that are generically considered to be off limits. You know, personal taboos certainly can come into play. You know, I'm slightly misophobic. I have a little bit of a thing about germs and bugs. So, for example, uh, someone might not have a problem dropping a biscuit on the floor and then eating it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone deliberately dropped a biscuit on the floor and then said, now you have to eat oh. it, I'd be like, oh, technically I know it's probably fine because it's in my own house and I clean the floors regularly, but ah! <laughs> you know, so for me, that would be a big deal, you know, like... Um, Tell me more about your taboos. So, <laughs> I have a real problem with spit and saliva, and oh. this is really terrible because porn... How many people here enjoy the porns? Yeah. Has, have you, have high. you, Raise them high. Have, have <laughs> you, who has been enjoying porns for more than 10 years? Okay, have you noticed that suddenly everyone's spitting all the time? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And I know a lot of porn performers, and I ask them, I'm like, what is, is it my imagination? Or I used to be able to, like, put on a porn and sit there like, da-na-na, masturbating, da-na-na, and then have an orgasm and go to bed. And now I have to screen my shit, because I'll be having this thing, like, la-la-la-la, masturbating. Ah! Ah! He just spit on her pussy. Yeah. You know, and apparently You only spit on dicks. You don't spit on pussy. Well, you shouldn't be spitting. Because it's gross. Personal, personal taboo. <laughs> but the thing is, it's nuts, is that I have no problem with, with pussy juice. I have no problem with jizz. I have no problem with rimming. What I discovered is it's the act of the bodily fluid leaving the body, being in the air. Like, at that point, it's no longer viable. Right? Right? <laughs> Someone right. needs to do, like, skeet matrix and, like, have, like, bullet time when you're dodging. <laughs> dodging wads of jizz and spit, so... We have the technology. <laughs> we can do it. Oh so goodness. here's the thing. So for me, it's horrifying. It's this gross and disgusting and terrible. And, you know, I was watching... I actually forced myself... This is a few years ago. I was, like, pushing my own edge because I found this really awesome gay porn gangbang where all these men are fucking this really hot little Twinkie guy and I'm like I'm gonna get through this and like the fourth or fifth guy who's spitting on his ass I'm grossed out like literally physically ill and still jerking off so I'm like this is kind of (laughs) creepy 
but kind of hot. So that was me pushing my own edge by myself, you know, with my laptop balanced on my chest, right? So that's Oh, yeah. Is that, that, is that useful? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one good thing about having big boobs. Yeah. Mine just falls right off. <laughs> yeah. I got angles and, like, layers and shit. But, yeah, so for me, that's, a, that's, that's really, like, an edgy thing. You know, and I had, a, I had a play partner who used to play with that because if he was giving me a spanking, it could instantly turn into something horrible just by him going... <sighs> so, <laughs> the sound! I know, the sound! It's not acceptable. I want to hear that. So, it... Because sometimes when something's so twisted, it, it kind of is so fucked up, it kind of turns you on. That is, is that correct. Thing? And so what with spitting is, like, beyond that. It's no... It's past that. It hasn't, I, it hasn't been... I haven't been able to turn it back to the hot thing. Uh-huh. You know, verbal taboos I can. Like, there's some words that people can use that are very terrible words that should never be used ever by any good person. Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) And good night. (laughs) Does anyone even call their vagina vagina? Touch my vagina. It kind of depends on the... Lick my vagina. But yeah, so... (laughs) Put I, your penis into my vagina. So there are certain things that you just you are like inappropriate words that you think like disrespectful words. Yeah, like you know, cunt, bitch, you know, whore. Those are generally considered to be things that are not good to call someone. You know, faggot, etc. However, in the context of a humiliation scene, for example, where someone is so turned on by the fact that they're being debased, those words become a trigger for that humiliation. And that is very erotic for people. Mm. And that's also very edgy. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of humiliation play has to do with who the person actually is. You know? You can do a humiliation scene that's, that's pretend, that's, you know, like, I'm going to be, you know, a naughty schoolboy, and now I'm chastising you for having bad grades. But I'm actually black. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> um, it's okay. You can share that. I'm not. I'm out about it. <laughs> I've been actually out as a as a Negro since uh, 1969. You're an inspiration. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. 